0: Welcome to the Eucrasia MD Podcast. I'm your host, 401 Jake. I'm here with Dr. Richard Hopkins, and we are doing everything we can possible to help you find your own Eucrasia. We want you to be happy. We want you to have time with your family. Most importantly, we want you to have balance in your life. We've got a great show for you today. Let's go. Welcome back to the Croatia MD Podcast. I'm your host, 401 Jake, along with Dr. Richard Hopkins. We are diving deep into your advisor and fees. We want to make sure you understand all those different important factors to helping you retire. This series has been all about the 401k, and we're on the third actual cost that we wanted to talk about today, which is the record-keeping component. Okay, so again, you pay your advisor, you pay your TPA, record-keeping, and then your funds. Record keeping. What does that even mean? What are we talking about? Well, record keeping is really where you log in and see your 401k. So most people, when they think 401k, they're thinking about the record keeper. Now, most of the big names, you know, are record keepers themselves. Fidelity is one of the largest. Empower, um, Voya, Vanguard, Mass Mutual. There's a lot of them out there. There's really um, a huge list. And what's fascinating about this whole industry is that most of them are using one of four different platforms using them behind the scenes. So the four different technology platforms. So your money is always going to go into the actual investment, but there's the way it gets there through the record keeper is going to be a little bit different and can vary on the different reports you see and the different way you can see your statements and how you log in. Some of them will have apps for your phone. There, there's a lot more to the record keeping um, component than you might think, but it's also a little bit Um, I think, too much attention, in my opinion, because the record keeping piece really is just telling you where your money is and how it's doing from a third party view, right? And so um, a lot of times the record keeping decision gets too much attention from the whole committee or the group. um, And you need to understand how to best pick the right record keeper to achieve the results you're trying to achieve, the right goals, right? So if you're team or your staff are very tech-savvy and they all want to look at their plans online every single day, then you should review that with your record keeper. If they'd rather get paper statements, then you need a different record keeper. Some are going to be more high-tech than others, and the price or the cost that you have to pay for this record keeper can vary greatly. Um, We're seeing a big trend now of switching from an asset-based fee, so similar to your advisor model, now to a flat fixed rate fee which in my opinion for the physician space makes the most sense. When you think about how much physicians and dentists are contributing to their 401ks every single year, you're probably maxing it out. That means your, your fees are going up if it's asset-based. So we want to get away from that now because you are only getting a certain amount of service from them. They're really helping a certain number of people. They don't necessarily have to do more work when you put more money in, right? There's supporting statements. Some of these
1: are actually giving kickbacks, aren't they? Yeah, uh, so there are, there's some things that work out for them.
0: Yeah, there's some conflict of interest because some of them are getting money from mutual funds to say, hey, put us on your special list of options so that these 401ks only use us. We'll give you a million bucks and the record keepers say, sweet, let's do that deal. Let's take that money and offer a little bit lower cost over here and beat everybody else out because we're getting paid over on this way. But then you're stuck with funds that have a higher cost And you're the ones really splitting that bill. You're the one paying that expense, just it's spread out over different accounts. So knowing the real transparent view of what that record keeper is doing. So some of the terminology you might hear is what we call open architecture. And when you hear that term regarding a 401k, that means the record keeper allows for any any mutual fund out there. So any of the 15,000 plus mutual fund options, you can select. That's important because you don't wanna have a conflict saying you've gotta pick from this list of 200. That list of 200 is gonna be expensive. They're probably getting a little bit of extra money from them and that's the reason they're on that list. So open architecture is big and zero revenue sharing is another another term you might hear. That means the funds that they're offering you are not paying the record keeper any fees or the advisor. You don't want the advisor getting paid either. It should be very clear, you paid the record keeper To provide an online platform to view your account to get a statement and to know your money is securely in the market as you direct it um what's been your experience richard i know you have been uh, in a few different plans Uh, tell me a little bit about what you would look out for from a physician standpoint
1: i think you covered a lot of the things jake the open architecture is nice the zero uh revenue sharing is nice and uh if you can catch them, uh, you know, you can switch record keepers. And so if you can catch them uh, when they're having a deal and giving kickbacks towards the TPA uh, fees or other uh, options, uh, you can use somebody for two or three years. And then if needed, uh, you can switch them through your advisor. Uh, so I think I think the record keeper is a nice uh it's an, mean, it's an important so piece i mean it's
0: important piece but you don't need the same one. yeah and you can you bring up a good point there about tpa revenue sharing so i want to discuss that really quick along with the flat fee idea so revenue sharing is still uh an important part to understand and what i mean by revenue sharing is the record keeper themselves when they get a new plan will actually send a check over to your TPA, your third-party minister doing the legal work, and they'll cover that cost. Some TPAs will pass that through and actually pay your fees. So you don't have an invoice from them. You don't have to pay anything. Some will pocket that money and still charge you their invoice. So that relationship can work as long as you understand who's paying who and it goes in your favor. And I wish more than anything that we could just get rid of that completely. And then it was legal, but it's not. So it's a game we have to play. And I want you to understand it because some record keepers have better deals than others based on which TPA use. So we recently in the a like, couple years ago, we switched a medical group from, they their TPA was just not doing very good. Their service level dropped. They weren't answering the phone. And we had to go through a complete request for proposal. We did bids. We had everybody come and talk to them. And we determined we wanted to switch to this national level TPA that had a lot more service and really had an in-house actuary and a lot of things that we needed for that, that client. And we weren't expecting to change the record keeper. But when we had to switch TPAs, there was an extra cost to do that. And so we went to bid on the, the record keeper and found that we, if we moved to another record keeper that was even a bigger name that had a little more service, a little more help, a better online system, we got almost all those fees covered just by switching the, the record keeper. We benefited in the end, the employees and the partners benefited in that change. Yes, they had to get a new login. We had to go through a, a blackout period and, and we'll discuss that, but we, a little bit of work mostly on our side, but in the end, they saved thousands of dollars that they wouldn't have if they hadn't made that change. So understanding that's key and that's why I a real Uh, A specialist advisor on your side knowing that and explaining that and watching for those things, they're making up way more than you're actually paying them right there. Again,
1: your advisor is someone to save you money, not earn you big bucks in some special fund. Yep. Uh, One other thing that you touched on was the per person uh, fee instead of the assets under management. And I, I like that for larger accounts, which are usually the physicians and dentists that we're talking to. Uh, if you do an assets under management, you get a large account, you'd end up paying more than the per person.
0: Yep, exactly. So Jake, what are our next
1: steps? What, summarize the things that you would look for uh, in a record keeper, and what are the next steps for us to learn? What, how do we find out who our record keeper is?
0: Yeah, that's really the next step. Know who your record keeper is. So if you've never logged in your phone case, start there. Or if you don't have one, then it's time to go shopping. Um, once you've determined who it is, find out how much you're paying them. So is it divided up evenly across the practice? Is it is it asset-based so that you're if you have a large account balance, are you paying the bulk of the fees? Is it a flat fee that is invoiced to the company as an expense so it doesn't come out of your personal account? That's a great Thing to do um, depending on the practice and the partners if you all agree um, because you can't expense that directly and then it would stay the same only would change if you hired more people so a good example of that is vanguard they've partnered with a census trust and they offer flat fee pricing we're seeing a lot of the other big names move to that same model but vanguard's always been very transparent that way and so we've we have a lot of physicians there purely because they have good service we get access to the right investments which we'll talk about in a second but the cost doesn't change year to year. So they're putting in their full balance, you know, the full 57,000 or whatever the, the limit is and their fees don't change. So overall you're saving time and time again. So know what you're paying and then you can kind of determine, are we in a good spot or should we go to bid? And when you go to bid, that's where your advisor, hopefully you've determined that advisor's doing a good job and you go and have them do that work for you. You don't need to go out and Google and shop and contact everybody. They're doing that. They're I have lunch and have different meetings consistently with different record keepers so that I know what they're doing to best help my clients so that when I meet new clients or I'm meeting with my clients, they tell me their problems and I think, oh yeah, this record keeper has a solution for that. This one offers free wills and trusts if they want that. Cool. That's a great benefit that we didn't think about that they're asking for right now. Maybe we look at that. So it's a very ongoing due diligence process, but the first step, next step is just to know who who you have and what you pay them.
1: Super. I'm interested in hearing about the funds.
0: Hey, let's dive in the next one. We're going to talk about funds. Uh, Make sure you subscribe and uh, appreciate you listening.